0: Welcome to Piedmont Arts, I'm Rachel Stewart. For 61 years, the nationally recognized Eastern Music Festival in Greensboro has been providing first-rate educational opportunities to hundreds of young musicians from across the country and around the world. The festival also provides the region with many excellent concerts, some of them featuring world-renowned visiting artists this year after a COVID hiatus in 2020 and a limited season in 2021 the eastern music festival is back in full swing and here to talk about this year's festival is the festival's director of 13 years Gerard Schwartz, who is an internationally heralded conductor and has been heard many times on WDAV. Our listeners will be familiar with his recordings, particularly with the Seattle Symphony, and that he's actually now the Conductor Laureate with Seattle Symphony. And of course, he's worked with ensembles around the world. So Maestro Schwartz, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Rachel, nice to be with you. And please call me Jerry.
0: Okay, Jerry. I'm so glad you're here.
1: I'm thrilled Um, to be here.
0: So, you did have to um, take a little time off because of COVID, and I'm just wondering, how does it feel to be back up and running? Are you are you really at, back at full speed now?
1: We are. We're at full speed. Um, you know, it's a very difficult time for us all. I mean, during, during these two years, things have changed, obviously. Uh, we've had to make adjustments. Last year, we we did a much smaller festival in terms of number of students, in of faculty. And even though we're back at hundred you know, percent, we're being very cautious because this new variant that people are getting, even though it seems mostly very mild cases, but they're still getting, some people are getting sick. So what we have to do here at Eastern is be especially careful because uh, if, if you can imagine if one student or one faculty member got this this variant and was without a mask and running around campus we we could have to shut down and so luckily we have a phenomenal board and they're very thoughtful we have a few doctors on the board great leadership and we're being very careful and so i know we're only into week one but it's going pretty darn well and it feels except for the fact that we do wear masks it feels pretty normal
0: well that's good and you're right this variant is so disruptive Um, Not that the other ones weren't, but I know what you mean. It's like it can just spread like wildfire and, yeah, you just have to come to a screeching halt if you don't watch out. I'm glad that, except for that, things seem to be back, uh, back up and running. And I know you have, what is it, 300 plus students who come
1: in? Not quite. We have uh, about, well, 200, maybe 260 or 70. It's a lot of students. It's interesting because I I would say we have probably more students than we've had in most of my years here. It's very exciting to see not only the enthusiasm, the excitement of these wonderfully gifted young people coming here, um, but it's also exciting to hear the incredible level that they play at. They're just on the very high musical level. I mean, for example, I'm rehearsing at Brahms' First Symphony with the two student orchestras. And I, I was just, today was my first day working with the students and I was just knocked out. Uh, it's never ever sounded this good. It's really quite wonderful.
0: So you're talking about the, the quality now. Do you feel like that has just increased year over year? or
1: The level of the students, yes has increased exponentially over these years, no question. The level is extremely high. And I, I find it also in young professionals, in professional orchestras, in smaller communities where you don't expect the level necessarily to be that high, it's really quite extraordinary. So I think the, the proficiency of, of, the, of the students and of the uh, uh, professionals now is uh, higher than I've ever seen. But of course, uh, how excellently they play is not as important really as how much they are able to express uh, sensitively the, the, the wishes of the composers and to touch an audience. It's a question of gift, it's a question of knowledge, it's a question of experience. So, though Uh, the the technical level is just off the charts now we we, we're still dealing as we should with the deep musical questions of how to make a performance touching how to make it great how to make it exciting and how to bring it to an audience because after all we musicians are playing for an audience and without the audience uh, we could just stay home
0: can you talk a little bit
1: about what a student experiences
0: When they come uh, to EMS,
1: well, we have a a, a number of different programs. So we have the orchestral program, which is the heart and soul of what we do. We're an orchestral place, and so in in that area, we probably have a majority of our students, maybe 140 students, just uh, who play in the orchestra. We have two student orchestras. They do five rehearsals a week and one concert a week. They do intense work and very difficult, demanding repertoire. So for example, besides the Brahms first that I'm doing, Grant Cooper, one of our resident conductors, is doing the Mahler Ninth. Uh, and Eric uh, is doing the uh, the Rite of Spring. I mean, gee, it's mean, very difficult. But then they also all play in chamber music. They all get private lessons. They all get to uh, attend different kind of seminars that interest them, whether it's about leadership or about a master class about violin playing. It's really very intense and very exciting. Then we have a piano department, and they get lectures every day, and they play chamber music and get lessons, of course, with our distinguished faculty. We have a two-week guitar program. We have a a two-week euphonium and tuba program. Those are, in a sense, separate from the 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 center post of the orchestral and chamber music performances not the pianists, because pianists participate in the chamber music of course but these tuba I mean can you imagine we have I think nine tubas coming in for two weeks Uh, we have a very famous tuba teacher and uh, Aaron Tyndall and he Teaches these nine and we have a euphonium uh, group to, together which is like a tenor tuba small tuba um the guitar program again is extraordinary so and we're going to expand that i think we're in the future going to do more of these kind of one or two week uh, intensives uh, which have been very successful for the students so by adding some more of these in the future we'll be able to give a chance to uh to younger students and and, and quite frankly it'll be a little or less expensive and so we're it's it's exciting for the students and uh, they also get to follow our walk the festival orchestra they get to listen to our concerts and, and some of them get to play in our orchestra they get to go to the tuesday night chamber music concerts they go to last night uh bill bill wolfram a phenomenal piano faculty played an incredible piano recital many of the students were there for that tonight we're doing an all bach program and the kids come to that i mean it's just It's a real intensive, I think, joyful experience for the students.
0: Those two-week programs, the specialized programs, I guess you'd call them, for the tuba and guitar, are they relatively new?
1: Yes. And we also have a conducting program similar to that. We have nine nine conducting students who work with Eric Garcia, uh, Grant Cooper, and myself. And we have a orchestra that they conduct. And then they do one concert or two concerts a year also. It, it, Rachel, if you could come and visit, you, you'd be flabbergasted of all the activity, but it doesn't feel like it's a burden. It doesn't feel like it's too much or one's overdoing it or it's too, it's just the joy of making music and learning about music. Is
0: there any approach that you think keeps it from feeling like a burden or anything that is done at Eastern Music Festival? Uh- that keeps it from being too intense or, you know, well, too th- competitive?
1: You know, I think the key really is the faculty and the leadership. We're no different than any other place, whether it's a radio station or a, or a business or a hospital or, or a law firm. You have to have people who lead with pa- compassion, and then you have to have in our case, faculty members, who embrace the same beliefs that we do and care deeply about if, if, if the students. If you brought a faculty member in who was a hotshot oboe player or a trumpet player but and didn't really care about the students, that person wouldn't fit in. Mm. We wouldn't hire that person. You have to get someone who believes in the culture of what we're doing. We're not trying to, to make our 260, 70 students to be professional musicians but what we are trying to do is have music be an important part of their life to have music be an important part of their life experience yeah there will be quite a few who will become professionals cuz that's you know what happens especially with the older kids that come but i think i think the culture is uh, is one of working together caring about each other and about the students and it, you get if you get one person in there who doesn't fit in with that it it could be very disruptive and so we're very lucky that our board leadership our staff leadership and especially our faculty are so remarkable and staff in the way uh, they think about life music and its place in in uh, life it's a place where we all are so excited always to come back and we get very few people not coming we everybody who i i mean you know people have been here 30 40 years much longer than i our first cellist our concert master and i feel the same way i'm just so excited to be back every year so it's a it's a special environment and you know we do guard against uh, it being too intense we do uh i'm a very <laughs> I can't say intense, but i I'm, I'm, i have tremendous energy, and I—I I can never—I mean, I could work all the time, and so I have to be careful that just because I'm happy to work all the time, that I don't make that everybody else's uh, charge.
0: One of the things that I know you are interested in doing or feel is important is to introduce new works, and I understand uh, you're going to have the world premiere of a piece by Adolphus Hale Stork during this festival?
1: I mean, this is a, a very interesting uh, story for me. Adolphus Hale Stork is a phenomenal American composer. Uh, he's in his eighties. He teaches at Old Dominion. And my son, who's a cellist here, phenomenal cellist, Julian Schwartz, was doing a duo of, of Hale Storks. And he said, hey dad, you know the name? You know this composer, Hale Stork. I said, no, who's that? He said, well, I'm doing this duo for violin and cello and it's uh, fantastic. And you might want to look at his music. So sure. You know, the thing about conductors is one of the most important things we have to do is be curious. You have to, you know, curious. Uh, I mean, I said to my conducting students, so you're all studying the Hanson Third Symphony. We're doing it the first week. Yes. How many symphonies did Hansen write? Nobody knew. He wrote seven. H- how many others do you know? No one knew any of them. Well, they will now. Because that's our job as conductors. We have to be curious and knowledgeable. So he says, a Hailstork, and he's in his eighties. You don't know him, and it's wonderful." So I, I, you know, I look him up, I listen to some music, and I'm I'm knocked out. So I now want to commission a concerto for violin and cello with Mark Peskinoff, the violinist, and and Julian to do in Palm Beach. So I call him on the phone, and uh, and he was thrilled to hear from me, and, and so I said, "Would you write a double?" You know, so, and he said no <laughs> he said i don't have any time i'm so busy now uh, at the age of whatever it is 83 i just can't do it he said but i have four pieces that have never been played you can premiere them all i said great and i did i did one in palm beach i'm doing one this summer i'm doing another one at frost i'm doing one with the all-star orchestra so i'm gonna do all of his uh all the pieces that he allows me to do because he's a great composer I'm embarrassed that I didn't uh, know him, but you try to know everything. But the more you know, the more you know what you don't know, (laughs) you know how that goes.
0: Yeah. Actually, I think a lot of us are getting our eyes opened (laughs) these days to music like Adolphus Hailstorks. And do you think you'll um, actually record?
1: Well, I'm going to do uh, I'm going to do a piece of his with my my, I have a a thing called the All-Star Orchestra, which is a TV series. And uh, I will record one of his pieces at the end of August. And now Noxos, the record company I record for, uh, wants me to do something. And so I hopefully will record them all. I mean, he's just, uh, you know, I mean, I'm happy to say that I'm not the only one noticing uh, this great composer. There are lots of them, lots of people. So it's very exciting uh, at, at this point in his career to just be taking off. That's wonderful.
0: Yeah, it is. He's 83, which is amazing, and I also think about for those of us who are in North Carolina, he's just over the border in That's Virginia.
1: Right. Lives in Virginia.
0: Yeah. That's right. That's right. We don't have to go to Germany and France <laughs> to That's find right. great composers. So, I guess one last question, is there anything in, you know, that you're really looking forward to with this year's festival that you want to make sure people are aware? Is happening,
1: you know. For me, I'm intimately involved with making every program, and so every program for the next, you know, four weeks is exciting to me. And the soloists that are coming, you know, we're doing a a Greek piano concert with Santiago Rodriguez. Santiago Rodriguez won the second place in the Van Cliburn many years ago. He's one of the most distinguished pianists in the in the world jason villon from our guitar faculty is doing a world premiere of an avnar Dorman piece which is just gorgeous you know we're doing the tchaikovsky fourth we're doing the Mahler first and then for me of course i go to all the concerts i go to every concert and not because i have to no one's ever said i have to go i go well first i love music Mm, i love these musicians I love playing here, you know. At Guilford College, we play in Dana Auditorium, except one concert we're doing at the Tanger Center. But the, the acoustics in the, in, the, uh, in the auditorium is fantastic. It's indoors, it's air conditioned. Oh, what a relief. But also, to go to a concert every night of the week, practically, it's like a dream for an artist. I look forward to everything that we're doing and, uh, and excited for the next uh, next month here in Greensboro.
0: Well, Gerard Schwartz, so Jerry, I wanna thank you so much for taking some time to talk to us about Eastern Music Festival uh, here on Piedmont Arts. I have been talking to Gerard Schwartz, who is the music director of the Eastern Music Festival in Greensboro, and uh, he is an internationally known and loved conductor, uh, heard often on WDAV, especially with his Seattle Symphony recordings. Um, And anyway, thank you very much, and I hope that the rest of the festival is just, uh, you know, perfect.
1: Thank you, Rachel. What a great pleasure to talk to you.
0: For Piedmont Arts, I'm Rachel Stewart.